You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to episode 472 of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt in the city. Beautiful. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Snowy. Beautiful. And representing the city beautiful Holyoke in Massachusetts in the good old United States of America, this is Spencer coming at you live in February... 2024 oh, wow. we're still here still kicking it's still february still oh umloop is around the corner though boys it's it's coming so I, mean, I, uh, I don't know if we i can s- take it you guys i don't know if i'm gonna make it to to milan san remo i don't know <laughs> really it's dark we're in the dark point of the season the off season it's getting i mean i know we always say it really starts next week with umloop and kvk but there's been some bike racing. It, I haven't really watched any of it, but it, it's happened. I see results. It's been bike racing. I see the names the, the, uh, of the famous riders I know toward the top. <laughs> so like, sure. This the spring training season happens in Australia, and you start to get hyped, but you know it's not real. It's so far, but away. that feels like it was six years ago at this point. Yeah, well, I don't know. Art, art, the Thunder Down Under. Michael Turnbull was crushing it for oh. the uh, Tour Down Under coverage. So. Yeah, I'm sure better. he he but, is yeah still riding know, that high for sure. But but he, it really is thick and fast now. I know you, we always talk. Umloop will be next week. KBK. Yeah. The last few years, I've gone on about the Fondrome, um, and I know you guys still haven't experienced this. I believe Philippe was on the podium last year, so I think Tim was boycotting it, and then mm-hmm. and then we get like we Probably. start. We start soon getting like we've had these little stage races in Portugal and Spain, but we start getting midweek second tier cobbled classics. And this to me is the best time of year when, if you're home for whatever reason in the morning, you know there's a Russian pirate feed of a weird bike race you don't need to watch, just ready to infect mm-hmm. your computer. It's mm-hmm. it's always possible. You might see a couple cobbles and then it, you, you lose you know, all your money. It's great. The one good thing about living in 2024 is that laptops are cheap enough now (laughs) that like you get a Chromebook, you get a burner laptop and you're like, all right, this is the one I'm watching my bike racing feeds on now that GCN (laughs) is gone. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, it's honestly, if you have to replace it two or three times throughout the season, it's still probably cheaper than flow bikes. You're right. You know, what's crazy you could get a quality, a decent laptop, a burner laptop to watch all the whole bike racing season on. Still cheaper than a DA a DA two rear derailleur. Oh, but yeah, by a lot. That's and insane. There's literally <laughs> one little motor in this derailleur and some pulleys. You can buy an entire computer. Mm-hmm. Where I something's wrong with the world when that's the way it works. Like. Like computing power that we couldn't have dreamed of when we were children. You're starting to 4, sound like my parents, ago, though. Know? Yeah, you're starting to sound like my parents, though, little guy. Like, how many bikes do you need? Like, there's no reason why bikes should be that expensive. Well, and you're like, I know, but don't ask me. Like, no, okay, but mom. Like, <laughs> there's no reason houses should be that expensive either. No, but that's, here we are. That's all very true. <laughs> I'm just saying that that like com- computers. I mean, it's like the the uh, what you get for your money is. Uh, Pretty different, I guess, is what I'm saying. So, I mean, it. I just can't wait for Umloop to start, boys, because uh, I'm sitting here suffering because I've got multiple people telling me about uh, little Harry Potter, Cosenfroy, of uh, little-known um, French team Decathlon, AG2R La Mondiale, uh taking the win at some race in France. Yeah. The Maritimes. Good race. Cool, I guess. Good French race. Now, before- is that like a continental team? No, it's like a real thing. It's a real thing. Huh. Hmm. 
I, I want to get in this because we're not going to get into all the re- the results in Algarev, but Remco took the GC over Danny Martinez and Tradnik. But before we came on, Tim was going in Remco peak too early. Tim's already on the oh, Remco peak too yes. early bandwagon. We've uh, also yes. got Danny Martin. I Danny, got off the phone with my buddy Eddie Merckx. He was telling yeah. me that uh, <laughs> Remco. Remco. We've also got Pidcock up there. Pidcock's riding high in some of these stages. You think they've all peaked too soon, Tim? Everyone peaked too soon? Because if you look at the top ten, it's all the guys who are always good. Did everybody peak too soon already this year? The whole peloton? Well, uh, no, hmm. because Pidcock got destroyed by not showing up at Cyclocross World Championships. <laughs> It's the way, first Whoa, way to lose. Breaking news. Tim has paid attention to cyclocross. What about this uh, Wild Van Eric guy finishing top 10 yeah. in a GC in a little stage race? What do you think, Timmy? Is he going all Giro now? Are we yeah. going to believe the hype? All in. Should we get on the Giro Wild hype? I think we haven't really touched on it. He's he's sort of leaving like tasty little morsels of 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 maybe it's real, you know, by, by sort of ooh, getting what's involved. What's that? Boys, I hear the train coming. Oh, it's the Wout Van Ert hype train. Here we go. All aboard. I am the conductor here at the Wout Van Ert uh, hype train experience. Tickets anybody are free. Welcome. They're definitely one free. And all. There is plenty of room back in the bandwagon cart right behind me. Uh, you know, watch your we... hands and shoulders as you make your way to the back. It is crowded in here, yeah. but there's room for is all. Is this the thing? Is this the thing that Wout is now a Grand Tour contender the way that George Hincapie was in 2008? Uh, well, I don't. I do remember George Hincapie yeah. winning a certain mountain stage and, and maybe some time some trials, players. but yeah. never any sprints. That's true. <laughs> Despite being probably listed as a sprinter. Um <laughs> He wants some sprints. So, right? I mean, just not when it mattered. Um, but just even not when, when it matters. Know, the, Only KBK. The wild the hype has been been building for a while since he said he was going to the Giro. So they don't mm-hmm. have anybody else. Though if you look, you know, I mean, like on the same reason, like Wout's finishing top 10 in, in a small stage race, you could be like, well, why don't they just have Tratnik? Tratnik on the podium. Like maybe he's their GC guy now. Maybe at 33, he's suddenly... Uh, anybody can be a leader now that... Uh, you know, Roglic is left and Sep. Is yeah, yeah, they see... need a third one. Yeah, you got to have three. Did you see some of the uh, the startlets for Umloop, though? Some of the what? For um, someone had pointed out, like, like the the start list, it was like on, uh, I'm trying to think, it was on Instagram or someone shared it with us, and I apologize whoever did this, but it was basically the seven folks, uh, seven riders for Team Visma Lisa Bike for Umloop, and it's like, who's the team leader? Because yeah. it's oh, Dylan yeah. Van Barl, Van Art, Laporte, Tispanut, Tratnik, Matteo Jorgensen, and then Afini, um, the Italian. <laughs> oh, he's got a and lot of it's work to do. Like, so he's, he's working, yeah. He's got a yeah. lot of work to do. <laughs> <laughs> the poor guy. And he's like, I've gotten second on God knows how many like Juro stages, and I still got to be the one doing all the work here. I mean, it's, uh, sure. it's pretty hilarious. That's a, that's a hell of a team. They they could yeah. they could either boss this race like nobody's business like last year style or mess it up really badly and get chewed out in the press for a couple of weeks. I mean, when you bring a team that strong, you're at, you're basically asking to to fail. It's like Quick Step when they would when they went the three guys with what's his name to the finish at Umloop and and totally screwed the pooch. Like, yeah. <laughs> I would feel more nervous in that situation when you have the numbers because like. Failure is not I, an option anymore. And I like to have I, I, failure as an option when I was a bike racer. I know you guys did, oh, judging yeah. by our results so sheets. We all preferred you need failure. It. You need it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Little guy, you don't think... Oh, go ahead, Spencer. No, I mean, I feel like uh, uh, little guy makes a very good point, but I don't think uh, Lisa Bike Jumbo is um, is on the same wavelength. I think they looked at last year's results of, of multiple uh, podium sweeps and are like, how deep can we go? Can we do the wide angle podium? So, can we can yeah. we do the whole top ten? How many riders are on our team? I don't know. And so they're you, just gonna get one through whatever. So let's play let's play a little revisionist history game here on the Slow Ride Podcast. Something we're known for, and it kind of ties into what we did last week when we picked the three worst kits. Do you think oh, that yeah. uh, Alpecin de, de Kunic 
is sitting there regretting that they announced their kit a full week and a half before Umloop rather than at the start line. Yeah. So that Team Visma thinks that they're ready to go, and then they all look over as Alpecian take strips off their 1980s windbreakers and their uh their party pants to reveal the full denim kit the canadian is tuxedo the canadian tuxedo that is their 2024 uh kit little guy would you have chosen this to be one of your three worst kits in all of professional cycling? Yes, yes little guy. It is both. It is both hideous and beautiful. I don't really know how, what to do with it. It's uh, uh, it's perfect and wrong at the same time. So no, I w- mm-hmm. I wouldn't have chosen it. I think I'm glad somebody did it. Somebody had to finally bite the bullet and go the full denim remake. And, I'm, yep. I'm glad, and you're right, Tim. That would have been super boss at Umloop because they're bringing a solid team too. Even without Vanderpool, that team That's is I'm still super solid. They got your boy Vermish. They got your boy Giotti Vermish. Yeah, they got they got former Slow Ride Podcast belt holder Michael Gogol, uh, Quinton Hermans, which we might have given him the belt at some point, and then Philipson, and then you know some MVDP MVPs. Yeah, I mean they still like. Their top rider may get sixth place on Team Visma Lisa bike. That's, yeah, that's a good point. That's may, a good point. I don't know. The way Philipson rode Roubaix last year, I think he's out to prove a point in the classics this year. I think he's going to be. Right. He's going to oh, do a Christophe Laporte and be so, like that sprinter guy that nobody can drop, and you're suddenly like, what do we do with him? Before you know? we before we continue on, Spencer, how uh-huh. do you feel about the Alpecian the Kunick kit. Uh, I am I am also conflicted, um, like little guy, but probably not for the same reasons. Um, I think it's beautiful, but they screwed it up by not going far enough. Um, I, I feel like if you're gonna dip your toe in those kind of waters, you you just need to cannonball off the end of the dock. You know what I mean? Um, so. I, I I am impressed, but I want to see more. And yeah. and I, I, I hadn't considered it, but I do agree with uh with you that um uh there should have been a, a much grander reveal like uh at the race. Much like um they did with Vanderpool and the uh the throwback kits at the tour. Yeah. Uh for Edre Vanderpool. Um It's totally worth yeah, it for it got fined, it got tons of press. Yeah. yeah, get the UCI fine. Like I feel like it <laughs> It's worth it. I'm surprised yeah. that more people just don't do the UCI fine. Like, like it seems like the type of thing that, like, why wouldn't you just come up with a random kit for a, a week and then redo it? I mean, Rafa oh, yeah. did yeah, it with the, the uh, Palace kit. Yeah. Like, I don't like this jersey and kit as the full season kit. Well, maybe, maybe That's, it's not. I bet they do something real. different for the tour, right? Maybe. I mean, it's, it's, it's not the worst kit. It's really not the worst kit because there's some really bad kits. There's some bad kits. The, the, but it, the, the problem for me is that like the denim is funny, but they're not even leaning into like it's basically yeah. their same kit, just With slightly different like, texture. You know, like I want to see the denim knee warmers. I want to see the um uh yeah grow some uh, grow some mullets they got to show up with the vest like is the vest a canadian tuxedo they got say, some patches I can't on pass it judgment until i see the see the vests <laughs> if yeah. they look like uh like they have some patches and things on them that might that might Dude, uh, that, win, win me if, over if the vest comes over with full like there's none of that light blue um mid bar that they have on their current one where it says decunic mm-hmm. if it's just the straight like denim vest I mean, that'd be the best part if they actually were riding a denim vest. <laughs> like you know, whoever the the kit manufacturer's like, sorry, we can't make them, and they have to go to like the Levi Outlet store. Uh-huh. Um, that would be uh, pretty epic. But well, maybe there you have bring, it. The, uh, uh, Molson on as like a sponsor on the on the vests only. Oh, that'd know? be perfect. Yeah. Um, um, Umloop is next Italian. weekend, and one of the best parts about Umloop, obviously, is that there's also the women's race, um, and uh, Demi Vollering is uh, taking to the start line. So you got to imagine that it's a uh, hers to lose, unless uh, one of her own teammates um, attacks her at the finish line uh, once again. Or was that at Strada Bianchi, where uh, uh, was it? It was uh, every for, race. 
Was that was Kopecky? a lot of them, but it was a Strato where they versus... went. Yeah, Strato where yeah. they toe to toe to the line. I mean, it's really they're pretty awesome to uh, see again. Um, but, and of course, uh, with KBK uh, looming, the fate of the I mean, donkey yet again hangs in yeah, the balance. Yeah, we kind of yeah. The you know we don't know if George Hancapi still has his donkey. He, probably, he claims that he doesn't, but we know it's probably sitting above the bar at the Hotel Domestique in Greenville, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that is on Sunday. But uh, I, my eyes will be watching more and more of Umloop because just having again the. The men's and women's and the way that uh, Demi Vollering and Lada Kopecki have put on the show over the last few yeah. years is, is obviously yeah, yeah. awesome. Um, and until KBK uh, you know, throws down with the women's uh, race, uh, which why don't they? Again, I still baffles my mind that in 2024, you can't run a, uh, a women's race on the same closed course of the men's race. Mm-hmm. Um, they found a way to do, to, to do it at other venues. Um, seems like a no-brainer. And if you're like a, a tele, a, like a company that wants a, a sponsorship or anything, like think of the value that the women's teams also are bringing to these uh, men's teams dual sponsorship. Um, just just an idea. Uh, more coverage, more the merrier. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so this weekend, our long international nightmare of no road cycling that really matters will be over. <laughs> yes. Uh, so... We got a few other things to talk about as we get into the season. Um, and let's stick over in Europe for now. Little guy, one of the things that uh, was in your green room that you really wanted to talk about was obviously the, um, the, the farmer protests that are going on and the route to Seoul in, uh, was that like the one, uh, the five day that became a one day race at the route to Seoul this year? Yeah. Five day that became a one day and was just a very, very short time trial. <laughs> yeah. So what's going uh, on? Well, you know, a bunch of right-wing farmer protests. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you read more into it, it's, it's a, it is sort of like a lot of weird, messed up right-wing populist stuff and uh, farmers complaining about EU regu- regulations to basically just cut down on pesticides and <laughs> not poison the earth so much. And I know it's hard being a farmer, whatever. I don't really care anymore. Um about but you were yeah. a farmer you yeah sort of experience. basically i was like an a apple farmer. farmer the old johnny Appleseed over there i know it's hard but i just i just can't i don't care if anybody anybody complaining that regulations are making it hard for them to to do things that pollute a lot so i've, I've lost all sympathy at this point um but yeah i it does sort of it is sort of spreading a lot with eu elections coming up in many countries and it does seem like uh there will be protests looming at many of these races i think there's a pretty good chance some of these belgian races might end up similarly Mm. disrupted this year so um just remember easy to take out a bike race right like it's yeah (laughs) cycling notoriously uh easily interruptible sport uh compared to other sports stadium sports you don't even have to buy a ticket yeah, yeah, you don't have to buy cost. a ticket. Let me tell <laughs> no you, no skin in the game. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. that's a, and, and and all those tractors, the tra- the the tractor, the, the fields of tractors that we've seen in the past can easily become blocked roads with tractors yeah. due oh. to uh, environmental protections that the EU uh, is leading twi- the world. Twitter's uh, um, <laughs> Twitter's obsession with the with the tractors along the bike races is uh, you know who knew they were flirting with disaster the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. The enemy yeah. was staring him right in the face. <laughs> oh, so uh, any other uh, bike racing news that you wanted to talk about over there, little guy? Because, you know, that, that five day race coming a five mile time trial. Um, who won that time trial, by the way? Man, I don't even remember. I can't yeah, believe like, you just asked, little guy, who won a time trial? Well, <laughs> As well, if no, he was going like, to have you know, this information. Yeah, it seems like, you know, the race kind of happened and then all of a sudden it's like, all right, that's all you get. But anyways, I'm sure Logai, you'll be digging it up. Um, I thought... You see what no. it was? I, I I was assuming it was just uh, Remco, but, you know. No, Remco wasn't there. Wrong. I don't even remember who won. I mean, it was sort of just inconsequential. The one good thing about it was that because there was never going to be a time trial at this race, nobody brought time trial bikes. And so they just <laughs> they just did a stock time trial. And... I mean, that is my dream, bike races with just stock time trials uh, and not time trial bikes. So 
That's good, I guess. Thanks, farmers, for that. Yeah, thanks for making a time trial somewhat entertaining. Um, Other uh, news in professional cycling here stateside was the most recent one that I saw was... uh, Looks like uh, Justin Williams of Legion now has a new bike sponsor, no longer on Specialized. He'll be over on Factor. So it's interesting to see how that's happening. Because his brother, right, went to the Miami Blazers, and they are – are are they on Specialized? No. They're Um, on Canyon. They're on Canyon. Thank you. So Specialized continues to downsize. um, is definitely happening in the U.S. domestic scene as well, Um, uh, losing the, the Legion sponsorship. Um, huh. so they, yeah. is that intentional? Do you think, I mean, cause they, they cut back on their sponsorship a lot last year or is, I mean, is this I mean, like they actually don't have I'm the sure money or they just, they're just like, I don't know. It's probably a combination of multiple factors, but one is there's definitely a cut in sponsorships going on at both specialized and a lot of other places. And then you have a lot of these challenger brands, which I would put like factor in that yeah. definitely are going to step up to get someone like Justin Williams riding on the bike, you know, like if that becomes available, um, and then also, I, I mean, you know, Justin is also, um, a fairly controversial figure with some of the, uh, the vacations that have happened on the, the, the riding scene just from it's, like post-race interactions nice with other riders. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I don't think that that is the ultimate decision on why, uh, specialized left as much as it probably has to do with just finances. But again, yeah. I'm not in that room making that decision, but it definitely seems that, less and less uh, sponsorships are happening domestically from the larger and larger teams, right? So you can really get your get most of your money uh, in dollars value, I think, in road racing, probably still overseas, um, just as less and less races are um, are challenged here. That's my guess. Do, what do you think? Do you, it, you, no, you usually have a pretty sense. good view on I, this. I, for one, am shocked that domestic bike racing um, doesn't have a solid sponsorship foundation. Um, I can't believe that, uh, that there isn't, you know, uh, a, a domestic racing calendar and scene that, uh, you know, can stand up to the rigors of uh, supporting elite athletes. Um, you know, who, you know, for all intents and purposes, don't ask for that much. Uh, you know, yeah. to, to pursue this, um, Olympic level sport. Um, yeah, it's, it's a sad scene. Um, and, uh, American bike racing continues to kick itself in the shins and, uh, you know, in fight so, and everything else and USA cycling cannot get out of its own way, uh, <laughs> well, to, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to help so, any of these teams or athletes or, sponsors i guess connect and and make a viable product it's it's an absolute clown show and it has been for many decades at this point long time we talked about it uh uh, briefly last week but one of our like eyes in the professional peloton here domestically is friend of the pod uh rob kelly who texted me offline gentlemen um apologizing profusely Uh for going to spencer for his uh you know, bike advice and came back to me saying, you were right all along, Tim, what is the Bianchi bike that I should buy, um, to, uh, the, you know, tool around the Bianchi so. bike that the one that Spencer owns is what you were going to say. <laughs> I was like, yeah, why don't you just go talk to Spencer anyway? So. Um, <laughs> okay. so, uh, but yeah, so lots of, uh, lo- the bike racing is around the corner. The riding is happening. Little guy, I have to ask you because we have been a sponsor of the Nordic Corner for the last uh, few months. Did you ride your bicycle to North Minneapolis for the first ever United States cross-country skiing World Cup in over 20 years? The first in over 20 years. Held at Theoworth, the, the birthplace of Minneapolis mountain biking, where you, the three of us have slayed many laps. Did you, little yeah. guy, go... To cross country skiing in our very own backyard. It's a short ride, yeah. <laughs> it's a short ride. One we've yeah. done often. Yeah, we've done it before. I did not. No, I I wanted to ride over and just um, intend to mountain bike and then complain and yell, "Hey, I ride on these trails all the time," <laughs> and be that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what? You can't, the you can't do a World Cup here. I ride my bike here every Saturday. Um, what do you mean it's closed? What do you mean it's closed? No, I did not because I like. Probably nobody else last week thought 
yeah, we should go to that next week. That's I'm excited. That should be fun. And then I was like, oh, you had to get tickets, and they're sold out. And I don't have tickets. Okay, Classic can we just talk about this? fan so, doesn't need so tickets. I, so it right? looked amazing. It looked, it looked amazing on it the television. But it wasn't, like, it wasn't full. So Minneapolis fans, I know Jesse Reince was there, sent some photos. Saw tons of videos of Jess, Jesse Diggins um, going up the big hill at Theo with a cacophony of sound. It didn't look super full to me that they couldn't let little guy in there with uh, little Tom Boonin, Tom Boonin. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and others like I mean why is it just because like they didn't have parking facilities the they fact that they certainly like, don't have I mean, somehow parking. they got snow but ride your bike that's like it's, oh it's hey connected I, by trails. you don't have to tell me I would have ridden my bike I would have even if you had given me tickets if you give me tickets and you said I had to drive I would have said no because it would have been I would have had to walk halfway like there's nowhere else to park. So, <laughs> you would have had to walk anyways, the, halfway. Yeah. Um, no, but um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe like a lot of people at tickets and didn't show up. I just know that it was sold out, and at that point, it was too late for me, and I didn't think so, enough ahead. And you're right, Spencer. I did think like a classic bike racer. I just, I literally hadn't thought like it, it would be. You would have to get tickets. I was like, yeah, whatever. It'll be a pretty big loop, and there's no way that loop is gonna be that full. Like I know it's a popular sport maybe around here and in a couple parts of the country, but like <laughs> bike racing isn't that. But I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was just oh, like, yeah. well, when you have an Olympic room. gold medalist, you know, with a half yeah. a million TikTok followers, it, it probably brings a lot of folks out um, in the Twin Cities. So, little guy, while you were not doing that, <laughs> I was in uh, Boulder over uh, the week, and okay. I saw, and it's on our Instagram. Um, and by the way, I posted this on Instagram and I get like an alert that, that Spencer over here just, just posts his own story. So I post a photo yeah. of going to university bike center in downtown Boulder, a legendary store on Pearl street. And they have a Klein in the corner. Yeah. It's a Klein corner, corner, dusty, perfect, perfect yeah. looks a million bucks. I like, like it to the stream. I, I log out of the slow ride podcast account <laughs> to log into my own, to like it before anybody else. <laughs> and then Spencer just leaves like a smug Instagram story where it's like, Ooh, they haven't posted the results of the slow ride podcast. Ugly Jersey draft yet. They haven't even posted the poll. Yeah. And yeah. Guess what? I wasn't going to after that post. You, <laughs> you know what? I, I was thinking about it. But I saw a Klein Corner. It's very easy for uh -huh. me to take a photo and document the excitement. Mm -hmm. um, and then I turned around and walked down Pearl Street to go find uh, 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 Vecchio's, um, the legendary campy store. Mm -hmm. And I just kept walking and walking and walking. I was like, I swear it's around here somewhere. <laughs> and I had to pull out the Google. And I see that it moved. And I go to the store. And I'm like, when did you guys move? And the guy's like, ugh like five years ago or something like four or five years ago. I was like, Oh man, I know you depend on repeat customers like me to yes. come in, but it's one of the coolest stores. And like, I didn't know it had moved. The store is really cool. The second edition, a little bit bigger it, from what I remember, but man, the, um, the, just the, the collection of stuff inside Vecchio's is, is second to none. So it was great to see those, but um, yeah, head over to Instagram so you can see a Klein corner corner. It was pretty yeah. awesome to see. You unfortunately will not be able to see a poll on who won the, uh, or who you think won the uh, worst Jersey team. Um, but I think by Tim's own admission here, um, the results are clear. And with that, let's get into this week's cream lap. Hi, I'm Zoe Baxter, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, guys, here we are in the pre-lap. Let's give a shout-out to all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network, and massive props to Bill, Zach, and Mike for another killer season of Psychocross News and Roundup over at the Medium Pit, Media Pit. Head over to um, Psychocross Radio. Look for it wherever you find your podcasts. And while you're at it, why don't you look at uh, the YouTube and our YouTube channel, the Wide Angle Podium channel, Bill has been doing tremendous work over there, keeping that alive. 
Um, and it is absolutely fantastic. And many thanks to Bill and the crew and everyone that supports independent cycling media. And pretty soon we'll have the nice handoff to Criterium Nation taking us through the summer to follow professional cycling. But great job to Bill, Zach, and Mike once again. Yeah, very easy to support all these shows. Heading over to wideanglepodium.com, learning how you can become a donor. Um, you know, choose the the shows that you enjoy and watch or listen to uh, to to you know, donate your hard-earned dollars directly to them. Um, and you can do that over at wideanglepodium.com. And we appreciate every single little bit of support that we get from everybody. So uh, thank you all to those who have done so. Awesome. And let's get back to the show. So everybody, and uh, yeah, enjoy your Star Ride podcast. Tim, before you get into right, it too far here, and ooh, gotcha, gotcha. Tim, I Got just it. pulled up the Vecchio's page here, and I notice first bike brand they list, Moots. You, you oh, said yeah. Campy comes up first I, I, in their list of components, and Moots comes up first. I don't want to talk about what they had in the window. Was I it, really don't. Did you leave with your wallet intact? Because this feels like this is I a did, trap metal. Because they had a. I did. <laughs> Because they had a Moots Express in the window. Okay. I saw it. I saw it in person. I saw the e-bike Moots. Did you? I was, I was shocked. It was, I amazingly, amazingly, you go by a lot of bike shops and there's usually like a lot of, um, you know, like the, the bikes that are in the window, a lot of times, unfortunately, they're locked down or uh. there's, there's bars across <laughs> the window. Um, <laughs> This Amazingly, was... every other bike, every other bike in this store, in the great one of the greatest bike shops in the country, if not the world, every other bike was locked up except the Moots Express. Wow! Um, I just it's crazy. <laughs> anyways, I, I'm kidding. Test I, I'm blown. I yeah. saw it, and I was just kind of like, I put my my put my tail between my legs and just kind of didn't turn back around to look at it because I didn't want to take away with the awesome experience that is going into Vecchio's. And then knowing that there's the Moots uh, e-bike behind you. How, it just, how, it just uh, didn't sit how right. How long ago were you there, Tim? How many days? Uh, like five. Five, five or six. Okay. So we're right about the, the point where you're going to start hearkening back to that Moots Express and be like, yeah, uh, you know what? The color wasn't that bad. The, uh, the color was good. You think it will start with the color? I, to and me, then, it was the weight. When I left it up. Well, a few days after that, you're going to say, yeah, you know, they did have a pretty nice group set on it. Just, yeah, it was like, you know, 100 miles. A, like, for, hey, for, yeah, Wait, was it 100? Let me, let me look up the specs and say, what was the range on that thing? You know, I have gotten a little bit older. It, it does have the sloping top you know, tube. My knee has been it, giving it, me trouble lately. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's uh, yeah. before I, you know it. A couple, a couple more rides, you know, as as things start so, heating up in the season, you're gonna be like, man, I, I don't usually leave gaps like that in the in the group, but I don't know. I would. Here's what I'm gonna do. Uh-huh. You guys know me. You guys know I play the Powerball. I play the Mega Millions like <laughs> once once every like week or so. If it ever gets above three hundred million, I, I play. Right, it's two two bucks, but. That like, what would you do for a million dollars? And and we, or what would you do if you won the Powerball? We we should actually play that game on this the podcast because first yeah. thing I would do is like build a velodrome. We've talked about that before because like you know when you make millions, you might as well just find ways to burn it all down. Sure. So build yeah. a velodrome is a great way to. Um, do that, yeah. And uh, what other ways could you spend money that you like? In like wrongly, I guess. Well, one is I would buy the Moots Express, uh-huh. and I'd make it my bar bike. Just one. Oh, one in each city that I was living in, because <laughs> okay. like you know, I, I you know, like I, you're not thinking bigger. You win three hundred million dollars. You just buy Moots, and then all of the Express are yours. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not buying all of Moots. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna dabble around. I mean, I know that that'd be the easy way out of this scenario. Yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna buy a couple Moots. Um, Moots okay. Expresses. Those are gonna be my bar bikes. Uh-huh. Um, and then I'll just have a little flimsy like cable lock, like just the little lock that's like, yeah, I'm trying. Um, uh-huh. But, you know, it's all right. You know, I'm not going to miss it if it was to go. That's as far as I'll go on it. What all would right. you guys do if you won the Powerball? Little guy, what would you do? 
With a, it was with cycling related. Besides cycling save related. the world and like, you know, buy all the co-ops. Uh, uh, become the co-op <laughs> Don of Minneapolis. That's, that's a weird, a weird tack to take. Um, with cycling related, uh, I'd probably buy some build weird- Build a team? Build some weird, buy some weird old French bikes, probably. I mean, looking at Vecchio's page, I'd go in, I'd buy, they carry Moots, uh, <laughs> Pegorati, Time, and Breadwinner. I guess I'd buy one of each of those and then I'm out of money, probably. Yeah, That's pretty it. much, yeah. But uh, <laughs> um, I don't, you know, I have so, no idea. I have no idea what I would do with that kind of money. You wouldn't bring back the barge idea, the Slow Ride Podcast barge, go up and down <sighs> the Mississippi and just win in bike races? Like, I do like hey, we're that. We're going to throw a crit in Vicks, Vicksburg, Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. It's just like... <laughs> Yeah, that'd yeah. be good. Friend of the pod. I mean, I definitely Frank would. Uh, comes out. I'd be good. into that. I don't want to drive anywhere, so it would be nice to be able to barge around when I <laughs> and and bike. Uh, yeah. What do you sure. uh, What do you buy in Spencer? You buy in a company? You buy in a bi- bike industry? Uh, going to become a bike industry magnet? Magnet. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, I'm thinking maybe a. I'm going to have to look into how big is this uh, Powerball that I've won? 300 million minimum. Okay. That's probably the, yeah, that might be tight, but I'm going to start looking in the Mediterranean <laughs> for like small mountainous islands. Um, and I'm just going to create Swift uh, in real life. <laughs> I'm going to, no, well, maybe. Um, basically, yeah, Hammer Series slash Swift in real life. Uh, all bike racing is going to move to this island, and it's all going to happen there. <laughs> so we have no more, uh, you know, training accidents. We have no more, um, mm. you know, road uh, closures are tough to get. There's no more tractors to protest our races. Um, but there's enough uh, twists and turns to to switch it up a little bit. So we're going to have our own private island, and we're going to really privatize the sport. You know, these... Criterium uh, uh, leagues that are competing with each other and things like this is small potatoes. We need we need to go aim higher, you know. Um, so that that's what I'm thinking. Um, it's gonna nice. have to be a pretty sizable island, but oh, uh, well, you know, we're one gonna... one preferably that already has an airport because I don't want to have to build that. Uh, we're absolutely gonna crush it. I, I love this idea. All right, well, keep buying those lottery tickets. If, guys. If, if there's um, a way I could buy roads in the city, if I had if I had that much money and I could just buy a bunch of the roads in the city from the city uh-huh. and just just make them car free and just kick out all the cars, I could buy just like a sizable chunk of roads. That would be yeah. That would be the that would be the ticket. That'd be good. So we got some uh, emails here. From the Slow Ride Podcast email bag. You can always email us at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com where all of your emails are gratefully received. Um, first shout out uh, the aforementioned Jesse Reent sending us some photos from the uh, cross country skiing World's Cup. Um, looks like some snow finally landed, and I know it was a great enjoyment for all of the folks um, yeah. there. We got a follow up from uh, Paul Craig. You may remember last week we talked about Paul and his, um, or maybe it was two weeks ago talking about his pain cave submission that was next to the Audi. This is the gentleman yeah. in Vancouver that puts the puts the the computer on top of his recycling bin next to the Audi. And of course I, you know, we asked, it was like, why is the Audi there? Can't you move the Audi? Well, Paul has wrote back and says, "Thanks for featuring my pain cave on the pod. I really enjoy the Thursday Zwift rides with Spencer. See the screenshot." Mm-hmm. Lots of witty banter about Team Kit, Allie Jackson, and donut shops. And when the it's group was chatting there. about Dunkin' Donuts, I chimed in from Canuck Corner with Tim Hortons. And Spencer responded with shots fired. And I almost fell off my bike. And the truth is, Paul, is that Tim Hortons is far superior to Dunkin' Donuts. I will just come out. I'll own it. It 100% is. I'm in Tim Hortons. I'm a Tim Hortons uh, stan. They used to have one in uh, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Um, oh, my goodness. So I love it. So that's wow. that's one. So Paul then co- qu- continues. To wow. answer your question, we do not move the Audi. Because the Audi needs to stay warm and dry inside with him. <laughs> that sounds like an the Audi. Team, sounds like an Audi thing. The, te- <laughs> the team vehicle, the team vehicle is outside a 2004 Honda Element with over a quarter of a million kilometers. It's no Saturn wagon or a Westie, but it's perfect for keeping the bikes warm and dry on the way to races. Is, so first off, is Honda, the Honda Element, Element solid, the greatest solid, vehicle ever made? 
Yeah, I we think re- so. we've really come around on it, and it's out there doing the hard work, and it has to be outside in the cold. I can't Th- believe they stopped making it. It's literally putting it. in They're the mind. They have to bring it back. They would bring it back, right? They have to. No, well, they say what a Honda Accord with a box on it. Yeah, that's too sensible. It is. Yeah. Um, but Paul does have a question. There's a Canuck corner, a UK corner, a New Zealand corner, Australian corner, and even a Norway corner at this point. Everyone has a corner. So what is it in the U.S.? The octagon? Inquiring minds want to know. Thanks for keeping us entertained. Well, well I, every, every circle has a, a center. Yeah, I was you know? going to say, we had the center of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're the center <laughs> of the world. That's right. We, we <laughs> answer that question. It's, it's like, you know, the, the wheel has many spokes. The slow ride has many corners. But they all lead to a central hub. It isn't us, per se, but it's the podcast. The podcast itself is the hub. So the community here, it spirals out in many different directions and keeps us all rolling forward. That's my poetic so this, answer. This one's a little strange. Um, we, we got an email, but I don't know how it came to our inbox. So let me just go ahead and read it. It comes to us from um, Ian, and it says... Uh, Cancel my subscription. And it's really weird. It's 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 to Bill Shiken. It says, I I have loved your content for more than a decade, even when you wildly miss a hot take, but slandering Cal Ripken as a guy who just showed up is crossing the line that can't be uncrossed. Please cancel my subscription so I can send that money to the slow ride guys, whose hot takes never miss, and who knows better than Belittle, arguably the greatest shortstop of all time. Who also happened to play more consecutive games than anyone? So this is just fantastic. I appreciate this, Ian. Send it over. Bill, I can't believe you're slandering uh, Cal Ripken Jr. over there oh. on the pod. Um, big fan of Cal Ripken Jr. over here at the Slow Ride Podcast. Isn't that right, uh, little guy? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> big Cal yeah, Ripken yeah. fan. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't I have any special Cal Ripken love. I got to. I don't know. He played a lot of Cal games. Ripken Jr. Cal Ripken Jr. Yes, yeah, sir, Jr. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's he's my third favorite shortstop, right after um, Greg Agnew and Chuck Knobloch. So you know, <sighs> right up there. Knobloch. Chuck Knobloch. Yeah, great. Okay, whatever. Okay. We're just gonna continue this. Wait, wait, what about I uh, know Ozzy Smith? Backflips. Nah, Ozzy uh, Smith. It, I mean, nah, if you're really gonna get to eighty-seven, no. You can't. Just, nah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know he's. Yeah. I know. Yeah, we we beat him in '87 here, the Twins. But I mean, and he played for St. Louis. But man, the guy could the guy could yeah. play some defensive ball. So uh, just as long as both of you don't say Derek Jeter, we're in okay place. No, um, sexy email comes to us from uh, Chris McGrath. Am I missing something? An autograph poster of Marco Pantini, resplendent in his Mercatune Uno kit, for only fourteen dollars on eBay. Convince me not to buy this because the pain cave needs some new motivational posters. It is a signed Marco Pantani Giro d'Italia poster for $14 or best offer. Um, It is, it looks very similar to the poster, the Marco Pantoni Pantani poster I have. Um, But except this one is the climbing poster. It's not the hands up, but Oh my God. Il Parata looking amazing. $14. Is that a steal or a pass for you, little guy? I mean, it's it's a steal because I believe you'll you'll look in the email thread. I emailed him back about two seconds after we got that and said, "Buy it." <laughs> <laughs> I was worried that it was going to go. I, I was like, "We can't wait to the podcast to respond to this." So yeah, I I hope it's been purchased already. I hope we're going to get a follow up email. It's still there, still there, and available. All right, I guess he needs to hear it in podcast form to know what to do. Um, yeah. Just good friend one, of mine. This one needs to get bought. Yeah. It has to buy. Um, next one comes to us uh, from friend of the pod, multi-time emailer over the years, and a friend of mine from Gainesville, arguably one of the greatest named uh, cyclists that I know, Matt Watts. I'd be crushing that name all the time. If my last name was Watts, I wouldn't get on Zwift, though. I would actually really adjust my weight on Zwift, so the Watts would be through the roof. Like um, Max Power? But- uh, Matt, Matt goes, I know that North Carolina has some very mild winters, but when your significant other goes to work out at 5.15 in the morning, someone has to stay with the kiddos. I thought the dads would enjoy this submission as I use the stroller as my fancy trainer table. 
Um, little guy, did you see this one? I didn't. I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up right now. I didn't notice this one. This um, is a very very good, good pain cave because it also has the little tykes uh, coop. Deville in the photo. So anybody knows those little tykes, uh, red and yellow uh, cars. So this is a solid um, uh, pain cave coming to us from Matt. I definitely uh, rank this one well. Little guy will put it on the Instagram. Um, but it's yeah, it's looking good. It's a, a lot of questions uh, lately on this Swift ride about the promises Tim makes on the podcast of things that little guy is going to put on the uh, on the old Instagram. I try and, to make uh, a note, and I don't always. I don't always remember. It was legitimately asking, like, is that a bit? And I was I don't think so. I think it is Tim's veiled threat to little guy that he needs to remember to do something. I mean, we could the, tell here who who has real management experience because it's Tim. Because rather than asking little guy after the show, little guy, were you going to have a chance to put that up this week? He does it in the yeah. show and he just says it and he gets real quick and he moves on to the next thing like a true boss. That, yeah. you know, as Great. he's walking out of the room and uh, little guy, you'll get that up in the Instagram. All right. See you guys later. I got tea time coming up. Let's pick that by EOD. <laughs> I made a note, yeah. Matt, and, and Mr. Matt Watts, I just made a note to myself on my, on my pad of paper here. I will hope to get that up on the Instagram. All right. Perfect. And, uh, Matt continues, uh, with the email and he goes, uh, if you do this, I'll sponsor it. And it's, the um, continues as I scour the internet. For a local bike swap, I can pillage. I saw this gem come across. I think we grab Tom's address and send him a birthday potato. Thoughts? Thanks for the content, and here's to Umloop in a couple weeks. And Matt, trust us, we can't wait for Umloop. But this is something called potato parcel. Have you guys heard of the potato parcel? Uh, I mean, I hadn't until this came across to us, <laughs> surprisingly. So basically... You can send a potato to somebody, and they they print the yeah. name on there. So you could say "Happy on Birthday, Tom's." Now, Matt suggests, and and he's willing to do it if we can get his address, which I'm sure we can do. But what would you want the potato to say to Tom Skunes? It can't say "Happy Birthday, Tom's." It's got to say something with a little bit of gusto. How, from the Slow Ride podcast. How quick can we turn it around? Because Tom's is on the start list for the Um Loop. So well, this I'm could a be a motivational international. It sounds potato. like this could be okay. an international shipping nightmare if you're trying or, to ship this thing to. Well, we don't know where they yeah, distro yeah. these potatoes from. They might distro these potatoes from Latvia. Probably. Um, we're going to have to get the team hotel information and just get it sent straight to the room there at, at Um Loop then. Um, well, what's it going to say? Uh, uh, potato puns. I mean, okay. So you'll, we've you're got gonna our fr- eye on you. Gonna, you're like, going to fry them. Yeah. We've got our that. eyes on you. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. That's a great one. That's a great classic potato joke, Tim. Yeah. Uh, I think that very, maybe that's what we go for. Very starchy here on the podcast. It's uh, we're going to have to act together. Yeah. 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 All right, uh, Jeff Baker hits us up. Had to pass this along. The presentation is everything, and it's an eBay auction to the okay. Campagnola corkscrew, the Dura Ace, and Suntour Superperb, Superperb, Zeus, and I believe there's also a Modolo Universal Weinman corkscrew collection. Did you see yeah. this oh. little guy it's for forty bucks? Completely crazy. It's only forty dollars. I can't like, understand how I didn't know there was a Zeus wine opener. Well, is this person custom so, making these? Because the cases too. I mean, you have two case options. You can either get it in a bottle that opens, or or I mean, like a is, flat case. It it's a screaming deal. Here. Uh, it's too good to be true. So it, but it's basically the brake levers that are then used to create the corkscrew. To be yeah. clear, so it's not like the the old campy one that, you know, has like the flywheel thing that no. came down. This is-, this is a total custom homemade job, but the cases are amazing. I'm just like, the, everything about it is top, like, it's great. I can't believe so it's only 40 bucks. So you're saying, little guy, that they're not valuing their artisanal worth properly. No, they. I mean, 
I don't know how they're making them, but just looking at them, uh, just the pictures of them, I was like, the, the materials there's are worth the more than materials more. and the time, and they had to they had to find the medolla brakes, they had to find some universal brakes, they had to disassemble. Yeah, you're these persons should be charging more. I wish I drank more oh, wine so I oh. could justify doing this. Well, I read the notes. Did we miss so I've something? Got a little, well, the notes are so. Okay. Basically, each one is forty dollars. So you're not getting. No, you're not getting you're not them getting all. Like, oh, yeah. oh, I no, thought no. you'd get all of them, and then I was no, no, no. I'm I'm saying even one of them at forty dollars yeah. is like they've got a couple Which, hours of work into this. They've got material costs. It's a great deal. Just, Everybody that's a slow ride listener sh- that drinks a lot of wine should look this up and buy it before their significant other finds out because their significant other will be like, "What is this weird bike wine thing?" That's now in my Which house. one would you buy? Little guy, which one would you buy? You buy the, the Zeus, so Spencer couldn't get it, right? <laughs> no, he'd buy the Centaur. Even if he I, uh, even if he wanted to buy the Zeus, he wouldn't. It's true. Spencer's he'd right. He already bought the Centaur. I'm not yeah, I'm not as I'm not as into spiting other people as much as you are, too. So I would I would maybe think about it for <laughs> what a are second. You talking about? Because that was the first, your first thought was that I would buy yeah. the one t- to tick off Spencer. And I would probably think about it as my cursor hovered around it. And then I'd be like, no, I just want the Suntour one. Oh, Spencer could be happy. Looks, yeah. <laughs> the Zeus one looks pretty good. It's got the good drillium. Um, yeah, it looks great. But they're really cool. The, Mo- the Modolo one also looks really good. It is cool, but see, then you gotta longer. you gotta join the Medolo lifestyle. I'm assuming I am the yeah. only one of three of us that owns any Medolo products. Is this true? Certainly, yeah. Tim, oh yeah, I'm definitely not. No, I'm getting the campy if I'm gonna do this. You okay, got, Tim, have you opened the Klein box yet? Because there's a possibility there's Medolo products in that Klein box. I don't know. I haven't checked. In a okay, while. see, you might own you might own a, a set of Medolo brakes. I don't. <laughs> you might some, have Medolo no, Ben bars. It's got, you know, it's got some kind of um, okay. Crank set, like a Richie crank set or something other. I don't know. Some <laughs> garbage. So we've talked about this on the podcast, and every time I go to the used bike shops in Minneapolis, and I do not need more crank sets. I have more crank sets than I need. I dig for specifically like the hope and dream. The hope and dream at the swap was a Richie crank set. Still uh, haven't yeah. found one. It's my white whale. And I like I don't yeah. want to order one off eBay. I want to find one. You know what I mean? You know, like it's like crate digging. You want to find that record at the store. Yeah, you can just order it on the internet, but it's not the same. You want to just come across it in the recent arrivals, you know? So we have gotten to that point on the pod where um, little guy gave us some homework this week. Um, Uh I am proud to admit that I did the homework. Uh, (laughs) Spencer, Spencer rushed to get the homework done before the pod. Yeah. And this one comes to us Classic. from our dear friend on the leading edge of Iowa, Todd Grassman, who hit us up with an amazing video. Little guy, take it away, and uh, we'll go from there. Well, he sent us a video of a thing called, it's called the Twike. Is that how it's pronounced again? Am I remembering this correctly? The Twike. twike. T-W-I-K-E. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And at first glance, it's your your basic weird aero bike, but this thing is great. It's a two-seater, side-by-side. It's got three wheels. It's got two in the back, one in the front. Uh, it's a full-on e-assist, so it's it's less of a bike. It's more of just like a an impractical, a, dangerous car. Yeah, it's very dangerous. Very it, dangerous. <laughs> it's It has rudder, like kind of a rudder steering system. The whole video is great. Um, but, but basically, I was happy because Todd said, you know, like... He'd been watching weird things and listening to our podcast. And I was just hoping that we had helped influence the algorithm that knows that that's the sort of weird stuff he's into now. I mean, so it's the sort of weird stuff I like car, watching. It's great. This, it's, so it's about this thing looks like what people thought the future would look like in the 80s. So think about like 1980s. This is what futures of cars look like. And then that's the angular shape of this two wheels yeah, it's, a, it's a little bubble there's it's like 40 to 50 grand this thing was twitchy as all could be with that rudder rudder steering i yeah. i wouldn't trust myself anywhere near this um to 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 ride it at all i definitely would not buy this thing i wouldn't ride in this thing i just <laughs> the the brakes were totally crazy little guy because it was like a coaster it was scary brake. but well, when you like you have to pedal was... ba- you'd yeah, pedal so it was backwards weird. it was a weird to system. get the st- 
stop bar on the the rope the crankshaft. It was one of the crazier bikes I've ever seen. Um it looks like the type of thing that uh someone just with a lot of time on their hands would create and then try to sell the patent yes. to somebody. Well, yeah. I, and I think in the video of the guy too, it sounds like you look at it and you're like, this is a university project for a competition. And, <laughs> and, and then they goes into it and it is a university project for a competition. And then they're like, I don't know. We went this far. Why don't we sell to a few people? It's, it's in a lot, it's a lot of ways. It's really bad, but it's also, I'm, you know, I'm getting old. The weird velomobiles, the weird aero fairing things, they're so weird. It's like the weirdness is what just draws me in. Like I'm just like I, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I know you guys aren't. Least. You guys aren't surprised no. at all. But it's weird and it's fun to. It's fun. I will say though, the video that we watched, the review. If you go to twike.com uh, to check these things out, we're we, the video we watched was the Twike Three. Yes, and they have now a Twike five yeah you guys yeah i don't know what the price is on this thing but if the other one was about 50k this one's got to be more because this this thing looks basically like like a prius the back half (laughs) of a toyota prius yeah and it's just missing the front wheels and a couple of doors yeah but the doors it does have are like lamborghini doors they open (laughs) upwards you i mean you guys Uh, want half a prius i'll get you half a prius but 20 minutes my favorite I is mean, the publicity photo of this thing because it's it's clearly a German company. Imagine that. Um, <laughs> and is that like the publicity photo is like someone like carrying a surfboard to their twike? It's like, oh, you can take it to the beach to go skiing or go uh, surfing. Sorry. But yeah, great stuff. See, the, Ger- the Germans don't know anything about the beach. They're like, take the twike to the beach to go skiing. <laughs> and you're just like, man. I don't know if I yeah. trust you guys to build hey. me a car. <laughs> it's fun. Hey, uh, um, uh, hey yeah. guys, you can invest. You can what? invest in the future. You can invest in this company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Twike 5's on pre-order too, so uh, you're not going to see it for maybe ever. But this is, I mean, this is a solid, you know what? Would I win the Powerball? There you go. Guess who's, guess who's getting a call? Oh, wow. All right. Twike. Got on the list. Yeah. Yeah, it's on the list. I got this. All right. Oh, anyway. All right. Good times. Good times as always. And next week, professional bike racing is back. Thank goodness. I'd like to thank all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to wideanglepodium.com to find out about all of our shows. You can also find the Slow Ride Podcast on Twitter and Instagram at the Slow Ride Pod. And you can email us at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com where all of your emails are gratefully received. And as always, this is Tim in Orlando. As always, this is Matt in beautiful city Minneapolis. <laughs> Dang! Or oh, whatever, we're going to roll with it. And this is the beautiful Spencer in the city Holyoke, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists who you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. an elegance to bike racing. For all its technology and engineering, it's a simple question of physics. How do you move a body through space as quickly and efficiently as possible? When the rider and the machine work as one, it's almost as if the solid world has melted away and all that remains is the spirit, the pure, raw, and unfiltered soul of sport. Life is measured in many units, miles, kilometers, kilos, and pounds, but we measure it one corner at a time. We've entered the golden age of crit racing, the most exciting spectator event in sport, where all of human drama plays out before us on our city streets. On this show, we bring you the news of the day 
and take you inside the personalities of the teams and riders and right up to the gates of the premier events in the world. Welcome to Criterium Nation. Criterium Nation.